SAFM values your views. Be an active citizen. It's 13 minutes after 5 o'clock. In conversation next with Vainan Boskov, who is a member of parliament and spokesperson on basic education for the Freedom Front Plus. And then after that, we'll speak to Mari Sokar, who is a member of parliament, also an ACDP um, member on basic education as we look at the Basic Education Laws Amendment Bill. So earlier today, the Portfolio Committee for Basic Education has adopted the Basic Education Laws Amendment Bill, the Freedom Front Plus, the ACDP and the DA voted against the bill. The ANC and the EFF voted for the adoption of the bill. The bill is making amendments surrounding language policy, the role of the school governing bodies, corporal punishment, homeschooling, as well as excuse me, as well as grade R becoming a compulsory becoming compulsory starting age for schools. Our next guest objected to the adoption of the bill based on the proposal on the role of the school governing body. Let's start off with Vainand, who is a member of parliament and also the spokesperson for the Freedom Front Plus on a basic education. Vainand, uh, good evening. Thank you so much for making time for us. Which aspect of the bill is it that the Freedom Front Plus is not satisfied with? Yeah, I think the the, the essence is what you have just mentioned, and that is the centralization of authority uh, in education away from the school governing body, which is a community-based uh, institution. You could actually say it's the fourth uh, tier of, of government of the uh, national, provincial, and municipal. You have a school governing body in uh, every community for the school, away from that towards the head of education in the province. So uh, it moves from the model of the uh, public school to the model of the state school. And uh, that's basically what we oppose. There are many uh, details on other uh, clauses uh, uh, on which we argue, but this is the, uh, you know, the essence of the difference between us and the uh, ANC and the EFF. Yeah. So, so what's your understanding as the Freedom Front Plus? Why there seems to be um, this decentralisation, or rather, recentralisation? Uh, where the powers will be in the head of uh, the head of the department, but also looking into concerns that have been raised around the, how the um, how the SGBs um, have failed when it comes to governance. Yes, that's uh, two different things. Uh, you know, there are uh, provisions in the in the bill and also in the existing law. Uh, which uh, shows uh, the way for when a school governing body is not functioning. I mean, nobody can uh, try to to, uh, defend a non-functional or dysfunctional school governing body. What we are actually talking about is uh, well-functioning SGBs uh, who loses uh, the final authority on something like the language policy, which is essential to the uh, nature and the character of a specific school. Um, so of course uh, it's important to uh, you know take over the powers of any level of government which fails, whether it's a municipality going into administration or whatever. Uh, but that is not what we are uh, opposing. Why do you believe that it's incorrect to remove those powers from SGBs, especially when it comes to language policy? Also concerning, um, and I'm sure you've seen this, where the Premier of Gauteng, who was then the Education MEC, would argue um, around, for instance, how language is used as a tool to exclude certain people. Yes, it's a, it's a statement which is often made. But uh, I I don't think a very well-substantiated statement. Uh, 
part of the settlement of 1994 was that communities will retain the rights to their own schools. Uh, a single medium Afrikaans schools declined in their numbers to about a fifth of what it had been be- before 1994. And we agree that there should not be half empty or all full schools uh, with a single medium uh, language policy while other uh, schools are overflowing. But in the same time, uh, the infrastructure extension program really did not meet the demands. And now there's an attempt to uh, fix the problem which was not fixed by, uh, you know, appropriate um, uh, infrastructure built uh, by trying to get that from uh, single medium Afrikaans schools and then accusing them of excluding people or according uh, to language or on account of language while these schools are actually uh, very full and they just have enough children you know needing yeah. or wanting that language yeah well with with the with the example that has been given by the premier of Gauteng is that you find that there are some schools specifically in Gauteng where um there is a single medium Afrikaans being the medium of of instruction and the school is not full at all however though because of the language barrier that's there it then becomes something that um, excludes certain people from enrolling in the school because they won't or won't be able to be taught in in afrikaans yes that pressure is always on african single medium schools and therefore uh, there was a spontaneous movement in which Afrikaans uh, language parents would vacate a certain school and say, in this area, let's uh, all send our children to this or that school to have at least one which is full and uh, can be uh, justifiably uh, be an Afrikaans school. And uh, I, I really, you know, I, I'm looking for the examples where exactly that what he says uh, is the case. Uh, because, uh, you know, if it's true, it may be in one or two exceptions. It's definitely not the rule. Afrikaans schools are high-performing schools generally and very full. And uh, that's exactly the, 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 the problem. Okay, thank you so much for your time. Vainant uh, Boskov there, Member of Parliament and Spokesperson of the Freedom Front Plus on basic education. We speak to Mari Sukarnex, who's a Member of Parliament as well, and um, speaking on education for the ACDP. Um, Mari, good afternoon or good evening. Thank you so much for making time for us. What exactly is it that the SADP has a problem with when it comes to this bill? Good evening, um, Elvis, and good evening to your listeners. Our problem, one, is that the process demands that as members of parliament we need to remain um, open-minded when we are dealing with the legislation, especially as it relates to uh, the comments made by the public. And as the ACDP, we feel the process has been barreled down and that in our deliberations as parliamentarians, we have failed to consider especially the uh, public submissions by, by the homeschooling community um, that has asked for, for the department to come to them in effective consultation before this legislation is drafted. And it's our job as a committee to hold the, the department accountable to do um, exactly that, to, to give effect um, to, to the 
to the public in input mm. into legislation. So, so it's not necessarily that there wasn't enough public consultation, but your belief is that the public um, consultation and inputs from the public have not been considered? Um, it is our submission that the process itself has um, had significant challenges on two bases. One, the capacity of Parliament um, to, to process at the speed that we engage uh, with the public um, submissions. Secondly, the deliberations and uh, um, the failure of a comprehensive matrix during the process to give account of that public submission so that when we deliberate on the bill, that we keep um, an open mind and give a meaning to what we have heard as legislators. It is not for us to barrel down legislation received either from the executive or the department. It is for us to give, um, um, to, give to, to fulfill our constitutional obligation to ensure that the department has given um, due regard for what the public has said concerning um, the, concerning the uh, draft legislation. And in this case, particularly Clause 37 that deals with homeschooling. That community came out in their numbers to make representation, to make submissions. And throughout all nine of the provinces, they have said that the department has not engaged with them effectively. Yeah. Uh, and, and with regards to the homeschooling, is there an institution that actually um, that actually represents parents who prefer homeschooling? And I also ask this on the basis that, Marie, we know that when it comes to the democratic process, you'd find that government would say that they'd rather be engaging with institutions or organisations instead of going a fragmented approach where it has to do where it has to deal with individuals per se. However, though this public process does also include the individuals. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And, and you, you know, this bill attracted so much interest um, across the board from um, civil, civil organizations, from, from parents, from SGB members, across the board. And if you look at the homeschooling community, it is a diverse community that have participated in the public uh, uh, process. And together with significant contributions that was made in terms of written submissions, by associations um, that comes from that, uh, from, from that community. So when you look at that, Elvis, the, the engagement, the deliberation needs to give account for that. And, and like I said, on two bases, we feel the process was flawed. It's flawed in one, the, com- the committee did not give due regard for what they've heard um, the public said. And two, the capacity of parliament or the incapacity of parliament has been shown throughout uh, this process um, in terms of dealing with, uh, with the, the speed of the process, dealing with the amount of, of submissions, and in, in effect, even in our deliberations, uh, to ensure that those um, uh, comments are considered by the committee. A quick final one, um, Marie, but on a different um, matter, still relating to, this, to the bill, though. Um, the SGBs, does the bill go far enough to actually empower SGBs and to strengthen the SGBs, also considering that we've had some concerns around 
um, the governance structures and failures from from SGBs. One of our listeners now, Quintus from Kubeha, even saying that perhaps maybe SGB members should have qualifications. Um, I, I know that they go through um, uh, induction uh, an induction process, but is the induction process enough to actually equip them with the governance skill that is required to run a school? It is one of the points that the ACDP throughout um, this whole process has been championing. It is the issue of ensuring that we build capacity, especially in our communities where it's most needed for SGB members, including the consideration of the stipend for SGB members and the, for quintile one to quintile three schools. And the reasons for that is that what we are seeing is we have many community uh, members that are uh, contributing to our schools and want to. And it is an opportunity for us. We've missed an opportunity here. This is not a transformative vote, regardless of what the governing party is saying. Transformation means that where there's opportunity to capacitate, to add skills, that you use that. What you are not doing is to take more powers away and to centralize power to a minister or an HOD. Thank you so much for your time. That is Marie Sukur, who is a member of a parliament for the ACDB, speaking on basic education. 0614-104-107. You can drop me an exit, Aldrin St. Pierre, and our studio line is 86 0002032.